Making it happen in four, three, two, one. Friday, October 16th, 2020. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's me, it's Dr. Goose. On the line with a young man who is struggling right now, Mr. Fermi. Welcome back to your Anonymous Gamblers podcast. Thanks, Goose. Yeah, it's only a problem when you're losing. Well, it's starting to become a big problem, I think. So, what do you think the primary issue? You're sitting at uh, six and fourteen. I'm nine and eight right now. Just taking a little bit of an assessment, a little look back in the past couple weeks, and what do you just think it is? I mean, you can you can make excuses right now for me. This is not like a regular oh, season. No. I mean, aside from just poor picks, like I look back at just last week. And the, the, the first week, I don't take UNC's offense to explode. Of course they do. And then um, Mississippi State in the Mike Leach system scores two points. Wow. Like, I just, stuff I don't see coming. But just being wrong. I mean, I'm going to keep battling now. Well, we're, we're doing this early on Friday, and we're going to post it. I'm going to post it on Twitter. Do you have any thoughts about tonight's games, Fermi, for a pick for the good of the order? So I like, I like BYU a little bit tonight. Um, they play Houston. Houston only has played one game, um, and BYU looks, has looked really solid. I mean, their worst game was probably last week against you, I guess, Texas San Antonio, I think they played. Um, but I, if I'm, if I'm going to get on anything tonight, it's probably BYU to cover. I'm, I am on that. Uh, I One of my picks tonight will be, and I'll post it right now, is SMU Tulane. I really like it. I know that Roberson's, I think he's out. I'm almost confirmed that that is, that is true. But Tulane's defense is going to be paper against SMU. They, are go- they have the receivers. They have the depth. They may run a little bit more. Uh, the line is only 6.5 right now. I got the over at 65. It's already up to 67 right now. Uh, it dropped a little bit, and then it came back up. I don't know why. Uh, it dropped, but it's right on par with where it opened. It opened at 67.5. It's sitting at 67 right now. I, I like the over. I think the points are going to be abundant tonight. I don't find SMU slowing down, sitting there undefeated. They want to make some statements. It's a wild year. You never know what an undefeated um, an undefeated non-Power 5 conference team is going to do right now, especially when it comes time for bowl season. Still hoping that there is one. But you can put one on the board for the old goose tonight. That's SMU Tulane over. For sure. But let's talk about some Saturday games for me. Some guys might wake up tomorrow morning, get this podcast, and say, well, thanks for the loser or the winner on Friday night, but today's a new day. So where are we starting with? All right. So I'm going D.C. at Virginia Tech. It sits right now at 63.5, or at least that's what I got it at about an hour and a half ago. Um, I'm taking the under 63.5. I Virginia Tech and UNC were in a complete shootout last week. Um, I think they slow it down a little bit more. Hendon Hooker brought them back. Their offense looked pretty good. But I think the way BC operates, they don't operate really fast. I think they do a really good job of controlling the tempo, and that's why they stay in a lot of games. So 63.5 is a big number. I'm I'm taking the under. Oh, man. It was a lot of points last weekend for me. A lot I know. of points. Yeah, but UNC, and I, I've been saying it for weeks, is they, they are one of the most explosive offenses in the country, and they finally showed it last week. And I know Virginia Tech had some battered-up secondary, and I think they still may, but um, Boston College doesn't doesn't fill it up. like, And they don't, like I said, they don't run, I wouldn't say high pace. They're just pretty efficient. Um, and Virginia Tech's defense in slower-paced games usually 
you know, sort of stiffens up. So I'm going to take the under 63 and a half. I would think that maybe I would go under on this Navy East Carolina game. And there's a very good chance that I have not done enough research on it. It has dropped from 61 to 55 and a half. Navy has gone from a two and a half point favorite to a two point favorite. I know, right? Seems like we should take Navy. I can't. They're so inconsistent. I can't name anyone right now on their team, but I do know that Holton Aylers is still on East Carolina, and I do know that C.J. Johnson is still on on East Carolina, and I do know that Navy is not going to be able to stop them. They're going to have at least two, if not three, touchdowns connected. C.J. Johnson's a a top two-round pick in the draft. I mean, he's a monster at some day. He's huge. He is, let me see, what was I? He's 6'2", he's 230 pounds. I mean, he's a horse, man. Like, and, and Ehlers is going to sling that ball all over them. And again, it's a conflicting style of offense, right? Navy's going to run that option. When's East Carolina going to see it again this year? They're not. So they have to prep for this. Doesn't look good for them. And then Navy's, Navy's secondary has been exposed multiple times this year. Came back in B2 lane last week. I mean, sure. But I, I just can't right now. I, I love the mids. I'm going to cheer for them. Uh I might not be able to watch this game for me because I'm actually going to be doing goat yoga with my wife. Hashtag love your wife. But uh, 55 and a half, this thing's dropped a touchdown. I might be missing weather. I might be missing an injury, but it's still too low for me. So as long as as long as East Carolina's quarterback's still in the game, for me, that's all that matters because I think Navy puts up at least 24, and I think East Carolina is going to put up at least 38 in this game. I, I, I don't know how Navy is going to win this Um it's probably my fault for not looking further into it, and I'm not even trying to be a homer, but I just don't see it right now. Now, do I think the mids can win? Yes. Will they win? I have no idea. I have no idea who's going to show up. They have been so inconsistent. So give me if you're going to give me a touchdown off the board from 61 down to 55, I'm taking it. Give me the over North, Navy, East Carolina. All right. Simple for me. Simple. What are you thinking? All right. So I'm going to the SEC. And let's talk about consistency or lack thereof. So Arkansas has been, I would say, one of the most inconsistent teams. They they looked unbelievable the first half against Georgia and like disappeared the second half. Then they beat Mississippi State uh, 21-14 after Mississippi State had that huge offensive game against LSU. So sort of calmed the buzz there. And then Arkansas last week, at Auburn, I don't know if you caught much of that game, but um, they basically lost on a last-second field goal. That was on the backwards spike. They could have called it a fumble. It was it was a weird set of you know plays right there. But they sort of got the shaft last week. Ended up losing by two to Auburn. So I'm taking in this one. I'm going Mississippi at Arkansas. I'm taking Mississippi minus one and a half. I think Kiffin's offense has flexed their muscles and. All three games, really, they've their offense has looked unstoppable. They hung 48 on Alabama last week, 41 on Kentucky, who is a pretty solid defensive squad, and they scored 35 against Florida. And that may have been their worst offensive game of the year because Florida's defense sort of is, like you said earlier, pretty much paper. So Ugh. I'm going Ole Miss. I'm going Ole Miss minus one and a half. I think their offense continues to ride. And I think Felipe Franks will just make a couple mistakes to leave the door open. And I think that's all it will take for Ole Miss to, to win by a touchdown, at least. Jumping on that old lane train a little early, aren't we, for me? 
I am, man. Like, I, the only thing I'm a little worried about is that they're they're one and two. I don't think they're at the point of giving up yet, but losing last week could have taken the, some wind out of their sails against the Alabama. I'm sure they wanted that one more than anything. So I still think their offense is really explosive. Matt Corral's looked look really good so far. Have you watched any Notre Dame this, this year? Very little um, on purpose. Like, I, I usually try to just flip through games on Saturdays if I'm in front of the TV and try to ride, as, ride out as many as I can, just catching, you know, bits and pieces of everything. So I rarely just sit down and watch a game. And they always play. I feel like they always play at like 3.30 on, on Saturday. They do. Um, any general thoughts on them? Because I, I, I'm going to take that over for them in Louisville. Uh, Louisville is bad on defense, and I think Notre Dame. Like I was talking with my one buddy before uh, you and I talked, and we we're talking about what what makes me decide on picking it over. And I think of someone like Dabo Sweeney. Okay, they blow the doors off teams, and then they pull the dogs off in the second the second half. You know, they puts the, he puts their backups in and doesn't want anyone to get hurt on either side of the ball. He seems like a good guy for the most part until something comes out someday. I'm sure, hopefully not. But you look at Notre Dame, it just doesn't feel that way. It just, it just feels like they just want to just do damage at all given points in times. They play with a chip on their shoulder. They will run up the score. Uh, they, they, didn't, they didn't look great against Florida State last week. Um, but it just feels like 62. Man, it just, it just feels like Notre Dame's putting up over 40. And Louisville has enough on offense to at least put up 21. On, on Notre Dame, I believe. If Florida State put up over 20 points on Notre Dame, then Louisville has to be able to. I just I just see this very similar to like the Miami game. Like Notre Dame's going to score at will. Louisville is going to have some response to it, and it just feels like one of those third-quarter overs to me, Fermi. I don't know about you. That's a good call. I mean, we know Louisville can score, um, and I, Notre Dame is not going to be stopped. I think they're – Ian Book's tough, man. I think he's going to – the offense and they should they should put up quite a few points so let me run that through one more time i've got over for Tulane and smu tonight then i also have over for navy and east carolina and then i have over for north uh notre dame excuse me and louisville you have ole miss uh minus one and a half or getting one and a half minus one and a half minus one and a half and then uh you have under for virginia tech and who BC. BC. And then did you say your third one yet or no? No. So my third one, I'm going back to the ACC. I'm taking I'm taking an over. Uh, Duke at NC State. I'm going over 59 and a half. Oh, thank God. NC State has been a quite a bit of a surprise team, at least what I thought coming into the season. They've been a surprise. Um, they've been putting up points too, man. Uh, they put up 38 last week. They scored 30 against Pitt on the road. They've played three road games already. They scored 24 against uh, VT. So their offense looks like it's just getting better and better. Duke finally showed up on offense last week. They beat Syracuse and hung 38 on them. Um, I think as long as they don't turn the ball over a ton, I think they can exchange scores and rack up some points. So I like over 15 and a half in that one. Sexy. I was looking at that game. Um, the only reason was because I was looking at Syracuse and Liberty. We'll get on that more later. Uh, let's go through the whole slate here for me. It's a little bit sh- uh, smaller. There's been a couple COVID outbreaks where teams have been canceling games. Pitt Miami, yep. uh, my, Miami minus 12 and a half over under 47. Any thoughts? So I was actually going to, they were one of, they were on my short list, but I ended up fading the game. I was going to take the over in this one. I think Miami's offense is really tough 
And Pitt's defense the last couple of weeks has not been great. Um, and that's usually the strength. So uh, I, I was leaning over, but didn't bet it. South Florida Temple. Uh, Temple minus 12, over under 53. Any thoughts? No. You? Negative. Uh, South Carolina is getting two and a half at home against Auburn, over under 52. Oh, man. Dude, I was going to take Auburn in this one. It feels like a trap. Auburn just has not looked good. But this is the kind of game where Auburn makes a statement and wins by, like, 17. I, I'm i going to be kicking myself if that happens, but um, I faded. I, I really like Auburn in, that, in this one, though. You'll be doing that early in the morning. Kansas-West Virginia over-unders dropped down to 50. It's a little chilly out here. Kansas looks like dog crap. But uh, 50, I don't know for me. West Virginia, minus 22.5. That's a lot for the Mounties. Are they, are they stringing it together here, sitting at 2-1? I, I think this one because I thought I didn't think they could get to 50 if, if West Virginia's defense showed up. Like I don't see West Virginia scoring 40, 45. I just don't see it happening. Liberty. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Liberty, minus 2.5 at Syracuse. I almost took Liberty, and I kind of want to take the over. It's dropped two points. I don't know enough about Syracuse's offense. It just seems so inconsistent to me. Liberty last week, the the special teams by UL Monroe was so embarrassing. They showed the coach. It's like, I swear that dude had to take a different bus home. It was unbelievable. They gave up two punts for touchdowns in the end zone. I mean, blocked, like ball falls right down. They get it. And UL Monroe could not score a point. It was so embarrassing. Liberty looks, I mean, granted, who have they played? But they look pretty good. This would be probably, if not the biggest win for their program, if they go up to Syracuse and win this game. I can see them being hyped for this game. I can see them not calling the dogs off in this game. Man, if there was a side that I was going to take, it'd be Liberty and over. Well, Syracuse's offense has looked bad. Um, I definitely think Liberty has what it takes to win this. For sure. And you're even paying a little juice on it. It's minus one. Exactly. It's minus exactly. 115. So. Yep. Clemson, Georgia Tech, Clemson minus 27, over under 64 and a half. Fermi, is this a stay away? Oh, man. I like Clemson in this one because Georgia Tech is so young, man. I don't, I just don't know that they're ready for this kind of stage. I, they are at home. If this was on the road, it'd be a no brainer. It would have been on my list. I would have taken Clemson. Kentucky, Tennessee, Tennessee. Oh, God. I'm minus, fading. Fa- I'm fading. Just, you don't even want to talk about it. You're just saying fading. Uh, man. Kentucky's a team I never get right, man. Their their defense is solid, and then the next week they'll give up forty. Like I, I can't, I can't get a read on them at all. Too many, too many concerns here for this Texas State South Alabama. But continue to watch the Sun Belt people. I love them. I'm getting more. I, I'm always into them. Took that over last night. That was a clean, clean third quarter over for that game. Um, you know, then people get a little, people get a little, uh, a little too fancy, and they're like, "Oh, this means all Sun Belt." Uh, I don't know about that. South Alabama has had some injuries. Uh, I haven't read the report, so I'm staying away from that. What? Same with Western Kentucky UAB. UAB minus thirteen and a half. That's a lot of points, but Western Kentucky has not looked like they had in in the past year. That's a stay away game. I'm sure Fermi's not going to touch it. Army UTSA Fermi Army minus eight over under forty nine and a half. Any thoughts on the old Black Knights? No. So UTSA played, like I said earlier, they played BYU tougher than I anticipated last week. Um, but I'm, I'm fading this game. I don't. I just don't follow them close enough, closely enough to, to feel good about it. I know that you're taking Ole Miss minus one and a half, but what do you think about the total in that game, 76 and a half? Monster total. I actually like it. Um, I, I think it's a very good number. I think it's actually going to be close to that. 
I would if I had to, if I had to play a lean on that side, I would probably lean over. I really like the Ole Miss offense. Even though you're kind of concerned about uh, Arkansas, maybe not uh, getting. I think they're going to put up points. I just think they're going to have some mistakes and just leave the door open for Ole Miss to win. That's what. That's how I feel about it. Respect your hustle, uh, Memphis and UCF coming off a little bit of a break there. Uh, Memphis, uh, I'm sorry, UCF coming off a break there. I should have said that a little bit more clean. UCF after a tough loss at home to Tulsa, minus two and a half on the road. Against Memphis, over under 75, for me. I I would lean over. Every time I watch this game, these guys play, I feel like it's just back and forth, back and forth. But usually down a little bit. I mean, 75 is a monster number. Um, I would lean under here. Virginia, minus 2.5 at Wake Forest, 57.5. Weird, right? Like, Virginia, right? Yeah, I'm fading here. Okay. What, are your, what do you like on this? The totals dropped almost seven points. I'm wondering what's going on here. I might be missing something going on down south. Is there another hurricane that I don't know about? <laughs> like, no, nah, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I might miss something. Uh, let's go. Let's go back home here. Texas A&M after getting smacked minus five against Mississippi State over under fifty five and a half. Mississippi State after that first week has been dog garbage. What do you think? Yeah. So, 55 and a half for Texas A&M, who played no defense last week against Florida, only when it mattered at the end of the game and got that turnover. Um, but their offense put up some points. And Mississippi State and Mike Leach's system should be scoring. That seems like a crazy low over-under for these two teams. Yet, I, it's hard to convince myself to jump on that. 55 and a half is so low for those two, but... UMass in their only game of the year getting 31 points at Georgia Southern over under 63 man it just oh god if this was a regular time in 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 the season I'd be like take the over on this I have no idea what UMass is going to put on the field Georgia Southern is tough and their their defense is tough and 31 is a lot it's a stay away but I know that money's going to come in on that over, and everyone's going to pound it, and I'm probably going to kick myself when Georgia Southern puts up 65 this week. That's for sure. North Texas, Middle Tennessee. North Texas is getting points, 6.5. The over-under's at 72. You'd think that I, this would be an auto clip. I still just don't know what you're going to get with Middle Tennessee. Fermi? I don't either. Nothing? Yeah, I don't either. Ooh, dead space. That's the worst. Silence kills us all. Louisiana Tech getting 13.5 against Marshall at home, over under 49.5. If there was something that I would look to play, it'd probably be Marshall, actually, to be honest with you. They are tough. Tough team defensively. 13.5 is is a lot, but uh, I probably won't touch it. Any thoughts for me? Any insight on that one or no? I would lean under here, 49.5. I Just Louisiana Tech, they're such a slow-moving team, I feel like. Um they, I mean, they're, let me look at their last couple totals. They had 21, 14, and they beat Houston. Did they put up 66 on Houston Baptist, which, I don't know, doesn't even count. That doesn't count. Yeah. So, 21 and 14, their last two games. I, I such a, I mean, I, I'm leaning under if, if I took a side here. It's down three points anyways. North Carolina, minus 13 and a half against Florida State, 64. Fermi, why aren't you going home, brother? I, I'll tell you what, I they were on my list too. I narrowed it down to like five or six games, and this was definitely one of them. I, I like North Carolina to blow them out. 
you can bet that if I win at least one or two of these games, this Southern Miss UTEP game late at night, 7.30 over under 55, I'll be taking that over on that one. Uh, I still like Jack Abraham for Southern Miss. I know they're one and three, minus six and a half. They opened plus four. They it's a ten and a half point swing because the wow. old you you know UTEP miners. I think there's a lot of guys on other podcasts that like really pipe them up and you know make them like you know talk about how great they are in the cover and the whole nine yards and blah blah blah. blah, blah. I don't know. I just like the over. I just I, I think that Southern Miss can score points. I don't think they've put it together, and maybe this would be a good time for them to do it. Um, you know, it's kind of like walk in and, and be who you are. Hopefully, not not who not who you are, but who you actually are. So let's see what happens. Uh, Boston Boston College Virginia Tech. We've covered Georgia Alabama primary game of the night for me. Two verse three. Another reason why I like that Notre Dame over. Um, Either one loses this game. So if if Bama wins and Georgia loses, how many ranks do they fall down and and vice versa on that question? Wow. So, I mean, I think the loser falls two or three spots. Um, If it's Alabama losing, they may not even fall two or three spots. Uh, What I I don't – well, so Saban's out. Saban is – I think I saw today that he's not even allowed to coach um, from a different location. So he is completely – out of the game, out of the question, as far as prep, I mean, he'll keep get them prepared, of course. I would imagine uh, to some degree through his coaching staff, but I'm I'm interested to see that dynamic with him not coaching. I think Georgia hangs tight, man. I, I really think they do. I think they could easily win this game. They're minus four and a half. I would take Georgia plus the points if I had to pick something here. A little baseball for me. Did you watch those Dodgers put up 15 the other night? Yeah, what an inning! First inning. Hung eleven, I think. What do you th- then, what uh, do you think of those games? Anything on Saturday? Braves, Dodgers, Astros, Rays. I don't even know if they're playing. I don't even know who's playing tonight. Yeah, I th- so Astro, dude, the Astros are making a run. They were down three zero to the Rays, and they won the last two. Correa is starting to catch fire. It's it's going to get interesting if the Astros can force Game Seven. It, it it'll be a crazy Game Seven. I think the Braves close out that series shortly. They're they're tough. Any thoughts on any any thoughts on Sunday for me? Uh, not yet. I'm, I'm going to dig in. The one game I'm obviously very interested in is the Packers Bucks, just to watch the Rodgers Brady showdown, um, with two off, two really explosive offenses. So, uh, that's, that's where I'm at. I think the NFL's in some hot water with all this COVID stuff going on and, you know, games getting pushed to Tuesday and they have to cancel Thursday and bump them to Monday. And the bills are on a roller coaster right now with their schedule just given everything that's been going on. So if there was game I, if there was one game I'd probably take that over for the Steelers over fifty one against the Browns. That's that's pretty much it. I mean I yeah, I got well, crushed last week on that Sunday night game. One point I missed the over. It was a two hundred dollar swing for me. It was oh man, I was I was mad. I was mad. Yeah. That the Browns Steelers game could easily be a shootout. The Browns offense has actually been really good so far and the Steelers haven't lost. So that should be a good game in general. Any final thoughts for me? No, I'm, I'm ready to go, man. Um, I'm glad we have two games tonight. Uh, and then I am a little bummed we have no games kicking off after 8 o'clock. We need the West Coast to pick up their uh, pick up their action here soon. This is the last week, and then the Big Ten comes back for me. What do you think about that? I'm, I'm excited about that. Because that, then you add a whole other – there's like six or seven teams that are good enough to be ranked, and it adds a whole other element to, to college football. 
Uh, your top three coming into the Big Ten this year. What do you think? And doesn't matter to oh. the division, subdivision, or whatever. Um, I would, I would. Ohio State, Penn State are are two of them. Um, I, that being said, I don't know a ton about who has opted out and who is trying to play again. I know there were a lot of Ohio State guys that were trying to get back in. Um, I don't know those final counts. Um, I think Micah Parsons for Penn State is staying opted out. I think that's the latest that I heard, unless that changed. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. A lot of good talent that are just hanging it up for the season, just to, I think, to not mess with injuries as well. All you need to know is that also next week, the Mountain West is back for me. And that means there, there is two 7 o'clock games, New Mexico and Colorado State. How can I not take that over at 9 o'clock at night? Air Force San Diego State, 10.30 at night. UNLV That's San Diego awesome. State, 10.30 at night. And Hawaii Fresno State. For me, that could be the midnight comeback, brother. That's what I'm talking about. We need that stuff. And that's when I start playing those West Coast games, when they're late, and that's sort of all that's going on, you know? Oh, it takes us back to the good old days, Fermi, when we were up and just, like, take that over. Just just take it. Don't even think about it. It should just be autoplay. I love it. I can't wait for it. Any other final goodbyes or good luck for the weekend, Mr. Fermi? Yeah, just good luck for the weekend. Hopefully, you guys, all the listeners are, are winning and obviously playing different cards than what I'm doing the last few weeks. So <laughs> um, let's get back on the winning winning trail here. If you have a problem with what Mr. Fermi's doing, then you need to take the other side. And when you do and he starts winning again, all I can say, people, is the same thing that we say every week on the Anonymous Gamblers podcast. It's only a problem. When you're losing. Everyone have a great weekend. We're about to get back to a full slate next week. And everyone continue to stay safe. And we'll see you then. Later, people.